For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. Farm-to-school programs bring healthy and affordable meals to urban students. Katherine Ekman coordinates lunches with Virginia's New Roots Community Farm. She says getting families to try unfamiliar foods can be a challenge. I think a lot of families in the area see things like local food, organic food, things like that, and they're like, that's not for us. Students can sometimes grow their own food where they live, too, with community gardens, rooftop farms, or even potted veggies. Tyrone Power Cherry III, with the League of Urban Growers in Petersburg, wants to show kids that farming isn't limited to country folk. So we're introducing them to urban agriculture, which is sort of different. Schools are also trying new ways to help kids catch up academically from pandemic setbacks. Dr. Monica Perry Graves directs North Carolina's Teach for America program. She hopes a small group of schools there can replicate success documented in other places. The Ignite Fellowship brings tutors into classrooms virtually up to four hours a week, while an in-person trainer keeps things on track. Phoenix is where this was born. They saw significant gains in learning, but also in a sense of belonging and love of learning. Love poured into eastern Kentucky this summer in the wake of devastating floods. One set of donations warmed flood survivors' hearts and their bodies. Anya Slepian has more. Kentucky quilt shop owner Evelyn Morgan wasn't affected directly. But after hearing horrific stories from friends and neighbors, she knew she had to do something. So she told a group of fellow quilt shop owners she had an idea. There's so much misery in that area, so much have lost all. The least we could do is donate some quilts. The local quilters were generous, and when one of them posted a friendly challenge on Facebook, donated quilts began pouring in from as far away as New York and Colorado. By mid-November, more than a 1,000 quilts were distributed, with hundreds more on the way. They were every pattern under the rainbow. It was just amazing to see the workmanship and the love that went into these quilts. And then they just gave them away to random strangers that were in need. I'm Anya Slepian. Finally, 20-some years ago, a former minister named Thomas O'Connor was called to legally change his name to Santa Claus, grow out his beard, and move from Nevada to North Pole, Alaska, a tiny town of 2,000 near Fairbanks. He's now a city council member. This time of year, the 75-year-old puts politics aside. Here's what Santa has to say. But you have a lifetime that's filled with happiness, peace, good health, prosperity, and most of all, love. For the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.